What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to CGX Cast, episode 39. Ace is having a well-earned rest this week. Chief is recovering after having his COVID vaccine, so you're going to have to make do with the ramblings of a mad Scotsman for this week. So just to let you guys know, our podcast is available in audio format across Anchor, Spotify, and all the major services. Just search CGX Cast and you will find us. You can also support the podcast by subscribing or following wherever you listen. Liking the video on YouTube, it really helps. And furthermore, you can become a member of the channel or drop us a super chat. So as always, we have a fantastic group of creators and you can support them too. Check out their content using the links in the description. So this week's episode, we are going to talk about Amazon Luna. They've added two games this week and announced more to come. GeForce now added a ton of new features in seven games. Stadia announced their May Pro games and also added some new features. More games arrived on Xbox Cloud Gaming Service, and Shadow PC finally has a buyer. But the most important news of the week is our very own Jerry, aka Game Tech Planet, is celebrating his birthday. Happy birthday, Jerry! Uh, okay, thank you, thank you. Let's go around the panel and we'll find out what everyone's been playing and where. So let's start with you this week, Jerry, if you don't mind. Yeah, um, a ton of uh, Xbox uh, Cloud Gaming, X Cloud Project X Cloud, whatever. Uh, Gears of War. I've been replaying through that game on there because it runs really, really good on uh, X Cloud. And since sex- Second Extinction hit Game Pass, that's pretty much been the only game I've been messing with the past few days. Nice. Okay. Uh, Duncan, how about you, next one, man? What have you been playing and where? I have been doing my usual. I've been flipping between basically all the all the platforms going. And uh, I was just on with you, uh, watching you crash uh, <laughs> everywhere on some F1. I've been playing a fair bit of F1 uh, this week. And I have been playing a ton of... And I mean a ton of Sea of Thieves. I am just sinking so much time into that. It is unreal. It is just an amazing game. And it's just came on so much over the last number of years. And we finally did a one of the big proper quests where you have to actually go out and it takes you about... I think it's meant to take you about an hour, but it took us about three hours to do it. So it's uh, I, we're having a good... A good a bit of fun on that. Brilliant. Okay, and the man with the most luscious beard on the internet, Ben. How are you <laughs> doing, sir? What have you been playing and where? Oh, what have I played this week? Um, I've been mainly doing xCloud and, and uh, Series X for the most part this week. Um, I did uh, Second Extinction quite a bit. I um, decided I was terrible at it. Um, I did play a lot of uh, Destroy All Humans. Now that that's on there, and that's I, that's way more fun than I thought it would be. Um, but probably tonight, I'll probably sit down and play a little bit of Floor Kids on Stadia. Now that that's a pro game. Nice, nice. Okay, moving on to you, Holtz. How have you been, sir? What have you been playing, and where? So this week, I've been playing a bit of everything. I've been doing the showcase role this week. My friend who was against Cloud, I went round to his this week and demonstrated Grand Theft Auto V, Halo Master Chief, and um, Grand Theft Auto V on xCloud. He really loved it. And then we jumped on to Stadia, and we'd done a bit of Mortal Kombat 11, a bit of Dragon Quest. And, yeah, it was just showcasing the power of Cloud. And he was really, I wouldn't say blown away by it, but he was really you know, happy to play it. And he actually 
pressed pre-order for the Resident Evil bundle for Stadia. So it's a win-win. That's uh, yeah, oh, no, mate, that is fantastic, fantastic. All right, let's crack on with the news then, shall we, guys? We'll kick off this week with Amazon Luna. So, what's everyone's thoughts about the games that they've announced for the month of May and the two games that they have announced this week that have arrived? So, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, sorry, my apologies, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China is available on Luna via the Ubisoft Plus channel. And uh, what's the games that added? Sorry, the wonderful, the wonderful 101 Remastered, The Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel 4, Rad and Rogue Heroes, Runes of Tassos have been announced for the Luna Plus channel coming this month. And also, we're looking at early access for peeps outside of the US. So let's kick off. Duncan, you are our in-house Luna man. What do you think about the Luna news this week? I thought the Luna news this week was pretty good. That that. Is it or isn't it coming to, uh, outside the, the US? I think we're starting to see that we're we may be seeing some movement there with some people uh, getting access or getting not access, getting emails and asking them to uh, order the controller and stuff. It looks like it's been to a couple of people, so it looks like the wheels are in motion there because before you weren't able to request access if you weren't uh, if you were outside the US. With the games, I think, I, I say this all the time, I think that there's a gamer in charge of Luna. They are picking real good games up there. There seems some, to be some thought. And them announcing uh, the games coming over uh, May, it's hard to believe it's in the May now, uh, is absolutely great news as well. Uh what I'm going to say here, it's something where what we sort of say with GeForce now as well. Just because they've announced these games, there may be more games that uh, come. Because last month they announced a load of games and we got the Brucey bonus game of uh, Ride uh, 4 uh, on top of the games they announced that were coming. So just because they've announced some games here doesn't mean that's going to be the end of it. So uh, I think... Uh, I. Jerry was talking about this in the uh, NRW chats we have. And uh, every week now, the Luna Plus uh, subscription just gets stronger now. And it's becoming a real value for money. And just looking through the games here, the wonderful 101, absolutely well thought of game. And the rest here are just, again, there's just thought being put into it uh, to, to grab some some games here. And we also say this, the, the, the publishers and developers who are in on board with Clyde, you see their, their games everywhere. Yeah, good points, Duncan. Okay, we'll move on to Ben next. What's your thoughts on this week's Lunar News, my good man? I mean, I was super excited. I mean, I, I, the second I saw Duncan tweet or share anything about it, I was just all over it and sharing it all over the place as well. Um, seeing it, seeing the early access stuff or the early access request go out to Europe was super cool. That tells me that they're getting ready to move on to the next stage and getting a little bit closer to, to getting out of beta. Um, so hopefully that means some some uh, new developments, maybe, I don't know, enhancements and stuff coming as well. Brilliant, brilliant. And what about yourself, Jerry? What's your thoughts on this week's Luna News? 
Yeah, it seems like the further we go, they keep getting better and better games uh, to the Luna Plus channel. Ride 4, I was just looking on the PlayStation 5. That's still 50 bucks uh, to buy it there. And for $5.99, $5.99 here for early access, I'm able to jump in and play that there. So, yeah, I, as me and Duncan always say, the games they're they're grabbing are definitely curated for the Luna Plus channel. The games that are coming to the Ubisoft channel probably has more to do with what Ubisoft wants to bring than what Luna wants to bring Um even though they have to agree on that stuff. The four games that are coming are great. I saw the Wonderful 101 remastered, played that back on the Wii U. That's, for, again, for the price that you could jump in and play that game, it's it's kind of unbeatable right now, even if they were to raise that to $9.99. Uh, Rogue Heroes is a 2021 game, if I remember right. So, again, a pretty new game going on the Luna Plus channel. So, can't complain about any of those. Well, Narita and, uh, Boy is brand new, too. Narita Boy is brand new. I've been playing that over on Xbox. I saw that hit, and and it runs really well on there. It's an easy-to-run game. So, it's yeah, it's been pretty crazy uh, how fast they're adding decent and really good games and increasing the value of that channel. Um, I don't think those invites were necessarily a, a leak or an accident. Sometimes we get pokes to see what interest is or to... Uh, figure out expansion ahead of time how many people might be trying to to sign up so yeah how imminent is the uk release who knows but it has to be soon they're going to want to test that for a while before new world comes out yeah absolutely fantastic points as always jerry sir and uh hopes what's your feelings on luna this week well of course when i actually seen the wonderful 101 remastered i was like yes finally a game that i can be really excited to test the performance on luna i mean i was like jedi i played this game on the wii u in 2013 and it was such a epic game i can just remember just, just the soundtrack the characters the boss fights it was all epic so seeing this come to this platform it's like this is a game that i so want to get so when i actually seen the early access the europe i thought yes hurry up and come soon because this is one game i want to play Oh, brilliant, guys. Brilliant. Yeah, my, my thoughts was on that as well about the early access. Um, I got a, a little bit overexcited, I will say. I thought we were going to get in pretty sharpish, and then they dropped that email to tell us that it's only available in the US uh, right now. So that was a wee bit disappointing. But nonetheless, we can wait because we have plenty of other places to game right now. So before we move on to the next part of the news, has anyone got any other thoughts on Luna or any discussion points you would like to talk about before we go? I'm not sure if you want to discuss this or not, but there is an interesting game in there which I keep on forgetting about, and it's Rad. Oh yeah. Oh, and I've just got I've just got extra voices there, so that's why I shut up there. Going, what was going on there? Fifteen things were going off. Uh, Rad. The interesting thing about that is it is double fine game, and uh, who owns double fine now? Microsoft. So that is a interesting uh, wee development there. I I think that was probably signed before, maybe a long, 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 long time ago, because Luna's got the hundred games already lined up for their early access. So that. Possibly that's that. If not, it could be Microsoft or maybe testing the water. There's a, that is a game, an interesting get, just from that perspective. Yeah, good points as always. As oh, always. Oh, I want the wonderful one I want to do great, so we can see more Platinum games come to Luna Plus because I really love Platinum games. So seeing this do well, I was like, yes, I'll invest my time into the service. Brilliant, guys. Brilliant. So shall we move on to the GeForce Now news? Are we all comfortable with that? 
Yeah, okay. So GeForce Now this week added a ton of features, as we know. Um, for founders and priority members, preloading is now a thing. So it's going to get us into the games uh, quicker, and it's saying that they can load part of your game before you arrive, which is uh, brilliant. And to enable these benefits of preloading, they're also testing a new account linking feature which lets you play the games without having to continuously log into the game store account. So that's a bonus. And they anticipate an expansion on these features because right now it's only available for Fortnite's PC build. Um, what else did they add? PC, Mac OS and Chromebook users can now enable the new account linking features. And my apologies, guys, my screen just disappeared. So if you're playing on a Chrome browser now, you can pull up the in-game overlay, which is fantastic because GeForce now performs better for some people in the uh, browser, like myself. And we have seven games coming. Uh, Chinese parents, sorry, seven games arrived. Chinese parents, Darksiders 2, Definitive Edition from the Epic Game Store. The Dungeon of the Hill book, The Amulet of Chaos, again, Epic Game Store, Gona, Soma, and Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, all coming from the Epic Game Store this week. Now, our in-house GeForce expert, Jerry, would you like to kick us off with the news and probably give a far better description of the features than I can? Oh, man. I... It's funny because I, I looked into the uh, news a little bit late at night when it hit because I was just expecting a game list. And no, of course not. There were a bunch of features being added and a whole bunch of other stuff to dig into uh, to make the video. So this is this is the kind of stuff that people have been asking for, right? Preload up of games. They want the instances to go in quicker. And probably even more than the load times is the account linking. Uh, I know a ton of people that are used to like Stadia or whatever, they don't want to have to log into their store account to get into the game. So they're doing a workaround to get it to where I'm guessing it's just the account linking where once you're signed in one time, you'll stay linked up and they're going to be able to skip that whole step altogether, which is not only going to keep you from having to do the sign in. It will load you into the game faster because they won't even have to bring up that part of the session where you see the the change into the store. So that'll be really cool. That'll speed things up. And um, yeah, browser support for the in-game overlay, that's pretty huge. I use the in-game overlay for a lot of stuff. So seeing that come over and them expand the features to browser is great because a ton of people play in browser. So game-wise, I mean, you know, I our type is a day and date. That game's 50 bucks. So seeing that come over to um, GeForce Now was really good. Darksiders 2, they let the first one out last week, so I wasn't surprised. And these were free games on Epic, so if you had claimed those, you'd be you'd be able to get into that. Um, yeah, and other than that, nothing nothing super major on the game side, but feature side, the news was pretty rich this week. Thanks, Jerry. Ben, my good man, how do you feel about GeForce News this week, sir? I think it was pretty solid. Um, it was more focused on. Um, promising new tech coming like they they. i think i saw somewhere that they said they're going to be upgrading their hardware soon um i may have misread that uh jerry did i did, I, did you see that too i i've seen little trinkets of information with that but nothing official nothing with any timelines that i've yeah, seen no. or, or them coming out and saying it. but i've seen little rumors and hints that behind the scenes they are kind of starting to work on that yeah um and then like rtx on um metro exodus that's that's pretty good too 
making a good game better. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's a pretty solid week. It, it's mainly you know more tech news than it is um, the actual games themselves on GeForce Now this week. Okay, thank you very much, Ben. And uh, we'll go with you this time, Holtz, my good sir. How do you feel? Is there anything for you this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, all I can say is, you know, great news on actually getting the preloading and the account linking, because who doesn't want to get into games a lot faster? So when I seen that, I was like, yes, shave a minute off my get into games, and that would be great. The game that was really excited to see this week was uh, R-Type Final 2. I was a big, huge R-Type in the arcade back in the day, in the 90s, and seeing like these sequels come to GeForce Now, I was like, this is going to be a great handheld GeForce Now mobile experience for me. So I was like, and it's also won by one of my favorite publishers, which is Nis America. And I want to support this game because, you know, they've already bought like um, Yeast, Duncan Ramper, Disgaea, um, you know, Legends of Heroes. So by me buying these games on GeForce now, I think they'll actually bring more of the games that I actually want to see. Overall, I wasn't really too excited to see all these games again, you know, listed as new or coming to because it's all those epic expansions of Darksiders, as Yokalele and so um and Ghana. I wasn't really excited for them, but if I peel it back a little bit, I'm happy to see, you know, these games like Darksiders 2 and Yokalele, because I'm a big fan of them games. But now I'm expecting Darksiders 3 to come next week just for, just just to keep on expanding the epic sides of that library. Excellent points, Hawks, as always, sir. Duncan, you're up to bat, sir. How do you feel about the news this week? Yeah, I think everybody's really covered that, but I'll just go back to the actual games uh, during uh, what our shows about uh, uh, GeForce Now. All but one of them, Epic Free Game, or them games from the Epic Game Store, the Dungeon Game, which I'm not going to pronounce, uh, have been free on the Epic Game Store. And it just shows you how easy it is to build up your game library on on Epic. It is absolutely madness, the amount of games I have on the Epic Game Store. And I actually scrolled down the whole list I have got of the Epic Game Store. And they seem to be having a big, massive push at this moment in time because we had the games last week. We've got the games this week. There must be maybe their account linkings working a bit better with the Epic Game Store at the moment. So uh, I'm just going to tell everybody, if you have no moral objections of the Epic Game Store, go claim your games on a weekly basis because you never know what will happen. Yeah, very good points. I was I was watching you doing that, Duncan, and uh, I think you said you've spent like 50 quid and you have like pages and pages of games from Epic. So, yeah, I mean, everyone, it'd be really easy to have a moral objection to a lot of things in this day and age, but when it comes to free games, who are we to say no to free games, you know? So... Does anyone have any thoughts about the updates to Metro Exodus? Because we look at this. It's a PC Enhanced Edition. It's coming on May 6th. And we take a look at these list of RTX features. And they are pretty incredible. Now, Metro games, I love the Metro games. I've played played through them all. And uh, they look fantastic, as they are. But with these new updates... Are any of you guys going to jump in and play them? Uh, play this game again? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry, Jerry's going to have to do a comparison this, video between this and the Stadia Pro version. 
Right. See, oh God, I, I the um, this is going to be insane. Uh, Chief Chief is going to do a video. I know, and I'm going to do a video on it. It's it. If you don't have a PC capable of running this with all of these features turned on and with the LSS and all that, you're going to want to jump into GeForce now and give it a shot. Like, um, and and they don't need to shout out, but Digital Foundry already put a video out on this. This looks insane. Um. I can't wait to jump in and give it a shot. You know, I'll try it locally also, but GeForce Now is where I'm really looking forward to getting on the higher end rig and being able to to test it out. Maybe some maximum settings as well with their 2080 or a 6800 XT or something. But yeah, uh, this is just like a nerdy dream of features being added to Metro Exodus and it's just going to be an eye fest. So while I may not play through the game again, I'll definitely be spending some time in it going, ooh, ah, ha, ha, and taking pictures <laughs> and posting videos and stuff like that. It's It's going to be pretty cool to see. No, for, for sure, for sure. And for anyone wondering, by the way, just in the chat and uh, the viewers, this is the PC Enhanced Edition. It's coming to GeForce now on May 6th. So if you already own the game, these upgrades are going to come completely free. So as Jerry said, if your PC might not be able to run this type of uh, game these days, maybe you're stuck in a loop trying to get your hands on some hardware, then uh, GeForce now is a place to be for this right now. And uh, so just on the features side, guys, is there anything that stands out feature-wise that you think, you know, is going to make a real big difference? Because we see there was some improvements to the the search results as well. Personally, I didn't see many problems with these search results beforehand. Um, so I'm not entirely sure exactly what they have improved there. Um, but on the feature side, is there anything here that stands out for you guys that makes it a game changer? Uh, the account linking, I'm hoping they're going to do it kind of like um, Xbox, where basically, you know, you, you still, for safety, like you still have to log in every time, but it's just a matter of just pushing A because they just save your account login, like not having to actually manually type it in, but just being able to just click sign in and just be done um, instead of having it like saved constantly. I, I don't know. For safety, I feel like that would be a better option, but. Um, we'll see what they have coming up, how they're going to manage that. Yeah, so now I was thinking about the account linking and um, you know how it's only available for the Fortnite PC build right now. Is that a disappointment? We're we hoping to see um, rolling out for more games. Do we think I mean, we should be? At I that think point it's a already? test. I think it's a testing thing because Fortnite's like one of their most popular games on there, just because it can. Be, it's a free game that can be played on the free tier. Yeah, and the Fortnite thing's not new. They've had this fast launch for quite a few weeks now for yeah. that game on here, testing it out. So now what they're announcing is this is going to start getting rolled out for more games, and this account linking uh, will not only be for just Fortnite, but for Epic. Now, if I go into my GeForce Now app right now, it no longer just says, like, the Fortnite link right there. It says Epic and Steam, just plain and linked now. So there are, the changes are already starting. So we should see more games coming that support it. The reduced loading times of these preloaded sessions is going to be interesting. And because preloaded means the servers are already kind of loaded up in half an instance, ready for someone to log in. And how busy is that going to get? How many people can actually get into these? It's going to be interesting as they roll this out to see how how good that feature is going to work for everybody off the bat. Yeah, good, great points, great points. So before we move on and dig into the games a little bit deeper, has anyone got any more thoughts on the... Uh, the new features before we get a little bit of chat going about the games. No? Okay, right. Let's start with yourself, Ben. Talking about the games in GeForce now this week, 
Do any of the games entice you? Would you want to pick them up to play on GeForce now? Or is it a matter of you've already got them elsewhere or whatnot? Um, I haven't really looked at them too closely. I know that you know Darksiders is super popular, but I've only played like one version or one of them on xCloud when xCloud first came out and I only played like 20 minutes because it was terrible at the time, the streaming quality. Um, so, so maybe I'll dive into that. Um, I know ukulele is on game pass, so I'll try that. I don't know if I'll put money into it, but we'll see. Um, the other ones, I just don't know much about them. Okay. No worries. What about your self Duncan? In fact, you know what? No, I think we're going to skip you, Duncan, for this. We already know you've got half of them <laughs> games anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay, Hulks, what about yourself? GeForce now has been a bit of a... You see a lot of weak weeks in terms of games. Yeah, um, I, I still say it's a weak week, but if we're going to dive into the games, you know, I'm a big, huge Darksiders fan, so seeing more Darksiders is a win-win for me. You know, especially this Darksiders 2 the Definite Edition was really a good game. You know I mean? It was carrying on from the first game of trying to you know, save your brothers and in the apocalyptic world with humankind falls flat, de- demons and angels. So it's a game that really entices me in the scenery and the style of play. You know, I'd love to like that, that like sort of hack and slash type of game. Uh, another game that I really like, I, love, I really love Yoko Lely. You know, follows a, cha- a chameleon and a fruit bat. Who doesn't want to enjoy them? 2D platformer that you know reminds me of like Donkey Kong, Tropical Freeze, and the likes of Rayman Legends, which is just a game that I really enjoy. So picking these, especially Yokalele on the mobile experience, will be a great thing for me. And I mentioned this before, like going back to the R-Type Final Two, I'm just definitely going to be taking my mobile everywhere and playing this game. I just love this the, the design of this you know retro '90s stick shooter. So. This week, I'm actually going to point. I mean, I, I can't speak about Sona, Gonna, and you know, let's just try out, I guess, it Nald Hulberg. I can't even say it, but you know, I tried, but them don't interest me. But at least if you sat me down and said, Is there some games I would play this week? Yeah, there's three. That's brilliant. We're on to our winner then if we can uh, fill your boots with games. Oh, it's brilliant. And uh, Jerry, lastly, for yourself, sir, will you be picking up any of these games to play on GFN? Yeah, R Type Final Two would be the game for me to grab here, just like or just like Holtz, because I've played a ton of these, ton of these games. There's been a lot of them, and uh, I just noticed it's actually forty bucks on Steam, and over on my PS5, it's fifty bucks for the PS5. So uh, I might grab it sooner uh, rather than later here on Steam, because uh, like you said, it is perfect for mobile. Because there's a lot of games I don't like to play on a small screen, but something like this is is perfect. So R Type Final Two definitely for me. Um other than that, not really. Just love seeing all the Epic Game Store uh stuff support kind of rolling back in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, uh, none of us are gonna pick up Chinese parents. Did anyone have a look at that game at all? <laughs> Duncan had a look at it. I don't know anything about it. So that was uh just in- indescribable would be the way I would describe that game. Uh, but other than that, no. Okay, I guys. Worried, I, I was just worried about talking about the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, a, bit of a bit of a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. All right. I did. I did share my screen with all the millions of games you could if you start collecting uh, on the Epic Games Store, just to show how quickly it actually adds up. If you want to share it, or if you don't. Oh want yeah, to share. of course, Duncan. Let's get out of the way. 
that everyone see. So the, I started claiming these back in 2019, and I have missed weeks for reasons. And this is the amount of games you can uh, pick up or you, you could be picking up and there's your Darksiders and Ukulele there, which were epic free games last year. So uh, as we can see here, uh, you can pick up a load of games. And yes, I have bought games in the Epic Game Store. Uh, and there's an interesting one because of the sales they have. I picked up Hades for £5.19. So I'll be about $7.5 so, for Hades back, back last year because of the coupons. But as you can see, you just pick up an absolute fortune worth of games if you claim them and there is some big games there as well so I said all the time remember to claim your epic free games because you just don't know what will happen down the line because these games have came after was it a year well over a year and they're just turning up now no, you're absolutely right, Duncan, and that is an incredible list of uh, free games that you have managed to pick up there, you lucky sod. <laughs> so, guys... I can see Holt shaking his head there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, look at all that digital clutter, apart from a few months when it was like really epic games for me. Every other week, I'm like, nah, I'm not even going to click that game. It's not even for me. No one's definitely going to play it, so I just don't click it. So I, I, I'm one of them snobs that will turn down a free title. So... <laughs> I'm not. I'll grab them all. Yep. Yeah, so again, there, there there, was the big one there, if you remember from last year, the Total War, that would be brilliant if it came. But it's, uh, it, it, just, it just built up so many games here and so quickly. It's just unreal. And what's going to happen is Epic's going to drop uh, a cloud service. I think it's near enough guaranteed that they're going to have some sort of service where you'll be able to just uh, start playing these games somehow. Yeah, I think I think most big companies like that are gonna are gonna go down that route at some point or other. So, panel, before we move on to the Stadia news this week, would anyone have any final thoughts on GeForce now? I was going to say, okay. I was going to, to Duncan's comment, I was going to say maybe they're waiting for Stadia to get weak enough to, to start white labeling stuff and rent and leasing out their their platform. <laughs> they're just like waiting for the price to be right. <laughs> possibly, possibly. There's well, a lot of carry on hopes. I was going to say, I agree with Duncan. One game I'm looking forward to actually bring is you know, the Total Wars role, but I would like to see the remastered version. I don't actually want to see. I know maybe Duncan's claimed the free version from years ago, but if I wanted a game coming to GeForce now, it would have to be the remastered version, which came out last week, remember? So. Yeah, I believe it was last week sometime. I can oh. correct on your hopes. That Total War one was a brand new one, which they you only could claim it for like 24 hours or something. And so, it's not the remastered one. It was the uh, Total War Rome, or it was like a like a spinoff from it, and it is a full a full price sort of game. But that was last year. But it's uh, I w- I want the Total Wars. I want all games on client. It's very simple, and I want them on all platforms. Not, <laughs> but that's not going to happen. No I mean, one thought so. Not. I, I would love to see the Sid Meier games come to GeForce now. You know, m- more of them like the um, you know Civilization and Pirates and stuff like that. So, fingers crossed. 
What about guys? Here's a title that came out last weekend. Naya or Nia, depending on what we pronounce it. Nia Replicant. Now, I thought that would have been a big get for GeForce. Now, that, that's the sort of game that has a massive following. You know, its uh, predecessor was award winning, winning, you know, Game Awards, and it was uh, dubbed a, a visual masterpiece. Have they missed a trick there? Well, last week I was actually kicking myself because I wanted to see MotoGP 21, Humankind, Near Replicant. There was loads of games that I actually wanted to come to the service and it felt short. So, But I'm trying to be good this week and actually just praise for what I've actually got in front of me. Yeah, no, features-wise, it, it's, a, it's a good week. It's the, the rolling along the way that everyone wants to see, you know, um, bringing down the load times into the games, etc. And... Uh, Possibly next week they will ramp it up because we know that Hood, Outlaw and Legends is coming on the 10th. That's already been announced. Um, they tweeted out their sales and uh, there's a ton of games coming out next month. So we can only hope that some of these big games can land in GeForce now, hopefully. So before we move on, guys, any other points before we get onto the Stadia News this time? One wee tiny one about your near thing there. It was yeah. uh, that's an X Cloud, so there could be something there. Yeah, I did notice that the previous version was on X Cloud. Um, maybe it comes in a month or two. Yeah. Okay. Like, so with games like Near Replicant, that's not common. I'm not holding my breath for the likes of Mass Effect. You know, the Legendary Edition. So for me, I'm just sort of shutting away from GeForce now, especially in May. It's not really there for me at the moment, and I'm like the the, paper, the service that's enticing me is actually XCloud. So I'm like, if they can get these games like Near Replicant and Mass Effect, of course I'm going to go there. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Of course, of course. Okay, let, let's uh, switch it up now to the Stadia news, guys. Here we go. Okay, so the pro games came out today. We had Train Four, The Nightmare Prince, Hotline Miami Two. And Floor Kids, which I'm sure we will discuss just shortly. Now, they announced that one game is coming next week. We'll have to keep an eye on another pro game. We'll have a wee discussion. We'll think about what that's going to be. The Resident Evil Village demo arrives tonight or today, depending on what part of the world you're in. It's 5pm PT, and I know it's 1am tomorrow morning for UK users. They've added Legend of Keepers, Career of a Dungeon Master. That came during the week. And they actually announced they've added State Share to Series Sam 4. And the pro game's leaving, so if you missed it, you can't claim it. Steam World Heist anymore, Ohio, Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light, or Enter the Gungeon. So if you didn't claim them, they are gone now. So on the games front this week, Holtz, how do you feel about Stadia? Oh, well, this week, you know, um, you know, great to see these newish relative games come to the services pro. But to me, you know, using words like, you know, puzzle platformers, shooters that will test your reflexes to the edge and break dancing just really puts me off. I just don't like any of them type of labels on the game. So I will claim them for the family, but I will be staying away from them at all. So and I said this the other week, so... That I'll break out in the sweat just watching that that floor kids trying to do a breakdance move. So, not for me. Yeah, no, it's not for me. Do you not fancy about a hotline Miami too? I had a go in mm, that earlier. Do you know was... what? Do you know what? Die, repeat, die, repeat. My reflexes is actually terrible. I'm I'm user controlled as well, so I can just keep get myself frustrated. No, not for me. 
Yeah, not for you. All right then. Uh, what about the village demo? Are we gonna? Are you gonna hop in? Well, for that? see, I'm not really one for playing demos, especially when they're not full featured demos. And to me, I like playing demos where the the save data carries over. So I'm, I usually step away when I hear it's a, it's a no go. So, but I'm happy to see it come for everyone, every members, even the free tier. So happy to see it for them. But to me, I won't be playing it. I've already clicked. I want to click my pre-order. I have faith in Capcom. I love Resident Evil. I love Seven. This is a continuation story. So with Ethan, so I'm definitely going to buy it, and that's good enough for me. I don't have to play any demo. I've got full hope. This demo isn't actual gameplay, though, right? It's just like a you play an area, and it, it's just it's specific for the demo, right? Yeah, kind of yeah. like how Immortals Immortals Rising or uh, Phoenix was. Yeah, because they've they done your own little uh, Stadia Island, doesn't it? And then the Resident Evil demo, uh, it's going to be surrounded the castle Dimitrescu. And it's a timed demo as well. So once you start, you have an hour, and then that's you. That's up. But I only want to play demos that, like, say, carry into the game, you know, follow the law, you know, the main characters, the main story. I don't want side stories. I don't want side parts of the map. I just want the full game, so... That's why I'm stepping away from it. Do you not fancy checking out the demo and seeing how the demo runs on Stadia before you commit to? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the really. These, I'm not really these elitists that need 4K 60 and start banging the drum. I'm really going to enjoy the game. I have faith in Stadia. You know, for the last year and a half, I've been playing amazing AAA titles on it, and I believe Capcom will push forward this game. So, and if I, if I don't like it within the first two hours, there's always a refund. So, that, 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 two, that two hours will be my demo. No, fair, fair and valid points as always, folks. Jerry, my good sir, what's your thoughts on the Stadia games this week? Uh, yeah, for me personally, there's nothing really here for the pro games. I mean, I, I am a fan of the Trin series, so it's nice to see that um, come as a pro game. And as Holt just said, they are newer, more relevant games coming as pro. So that's really great, but nothing. Uh, I mean, I'm like Duncan, I will claim every game that goes pro just to do it and have it, but yeah, it's going to happen. I do it on Epic. I do it on Stadia. I do it everywhere, but um, yeah, it's, it's nothing I'm really going to, going to jump into. Um, I don't know how deep anybody's going to get into it, but I did hear some people were a little upset about some of these games coming to pro so soon because they had just bought them. And this was pretty soon. A lot of times we saw two months, three months down the road and uh, you know, floor kids was new and trend four, I believe was again, a pretty new release so a, a little bit upset with that but i did also hear that stadia was working with all of those people that anyone that wanted you know that was having trouble with that so i'm not sure how all that panned out but it sounds like they were being pretty fair with it and i'll probably look into this more in the future as far as the village demo of course i'll be in there because i'm going to make some kind of video on just running a demo on stadia um i'm expecting it to get close to that 60 fps because they're promising on that uh, they're promising that on all platforms. It's not just a Stadia thing. Um, they're really start setting out to hit that mark everywhere. So hopefully that won't be an issue. But 4K, I'm not really expecting, but um, I don't think anybody's really going to do that. I mean, every time we say 4K, even a lot of the Series X games, the PS5 games, Stadia, they're 1080p, 1440p, 1620, whatever the case may be with some upscale. So we'll just have to see how things go there. But I think ultimately, if... Um, if they do what I think they'll do with this game, it'll run great on Stadia. So I'll, I'll definitely be checking it out and doing some some type of gameplay video on it. Can't wait to have a look at that, Jerry. What about yourself, Duncan? How do you feel about the pro games this month? Oh, okay, the pro games this month. Okay. Uh, I think uh, it is a weak month. It is 
arguably at this moment in time, but we don't know because of our the Brucey bonus game of um, coming next week. It is probably their weakest pro month to date. Uh, this isn't me making fun of the games. It's just if these games, the way people describe Xbox uh, games with gold, it's it's weak, blah blah blah. This is Xbox games with gold sort of level for me at this moment in time, and there's nothing. Again, I I don't think uh, Tr- Trine Four is a good game. Hotline Miami 2 is a good game as well. Floor Kids is Floor Kids. I haven't even checked it out yet. But they're not top tier. I think next week's announcement uh, needs to be a top tier. And if they're holding fire for ARC, I think there's going to be a lot of people uh, disappointed uh, with that. I think people are expecting some something a bit higher than ARC. Uh, I think people are expecting, uh, for me, if they're delaying it, it would be for the like, Jedi Fallen Order because of it's May the 4th. Uh, but uh, there's people out there speculating that it could be uh, the Mass Effect trilogy uh, remaster coming that day as well. Yes, Holtz, I'm not joking with people, uh, but... I don't think it's a bad month. I don't think it's a good month for the the games. But I want to put a little warning out there because some people have fallen file with this for Hotline Miami 2. Someone has uh, tried to censor it because there's uh, interesting scenes of an adult nature and such like in it. And it didn't censor them, even though there's an option to censor, censor them out. So if you don't want to see any of that and you don't want your kids, do not be claiming Hotline Miami 2. Uh yeah, it comes up right at the beginning of the game before you even start. So, yeah, just be careful with that, guys. Ben, what's your thoughts on the Stadia Pro games this week? I mean, I've heard great th- great things about Trine 4. Um, I'll play it. I don't know how long I'll play it for. Uh, it might be one of those where I just drop 30 minutes to an hour into it and just never play it again. Um I've been interested in Floor Kids since it launched, like, what, two weeks ago? And then they turned it into a pro game. I'm glad I didn't buy it. I know several people that bought it and were very frustrated. Um, St- thankfully, Stadia refunded them because they were like, all right, that's that's fair. You know, it's only been two weeks and, you know, we, we made it pro, whatever. Um, I'll probably play that one more. That's probably the only one of the three that I'll spend any any amount of time in. Yeah, now Floor Kids was a funny one. You know, there was some private talk um, about picking it up, you know, in the discords and the social medias. You know, it's the running joke. Don't don't purchase these sort of games on Stadia because they will eventually land on Pro. But it's two weeks. That's far too short a time, in my opinion. I think they're just, you know, to put it nicely, that's not good crack, man. You know, it's only a twenty twenty pounds. Uh, is it thirty dollars game? You know, you say it only, but that could be a lot of money to someone. And then, uh, you know, two weeks later, you can pick it up for free. And they have done this before, uh, unfortunately, with uh, other titles. They don't come to my head right now. But what's your thoughts on that? Should they should they have put it on pro, or should they have just left it? Feel free to jump in, guys. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, but no. 
Yeah, no, but it's too. I mean, there's there should be like at least some kind of set rule, right? I mean, who who who's looking at that? Two two three weeks after a game comes out and it goes onto the pro list, and then usually I don't know how soon they make these decisions, but you would like to think pro games are figured out a little further ahead of time than that. So did they already know it was going pro when they put it up for sale? Because that's shysty. That's not not right either. So yeah, it's it's kind of a weird one. Uh, that one hit so soon and I could see why people got so uh so spicy when it went to pro and Twitter lit up with like people saying, "Hey, I just bought this game like 2 weeks ago." Um so there has to be some checks and balances there. Is it the worst thing in the world? No. And Stadia has been working with people. Like Ben said, there have been refunds. They have been fair about it. Uh, I think it was just a huge oversight, and they need to have something where that doesn't happen. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But that's okay. that's what assuming that we've all got pro subscriptions, isn't it? So it's Duncan. That just proves that some person could actually buy this game outside of um, pro, wouldn't they? So they never wanted to be a pro member. They bought the game, and then they've seen it on pro, and now they're complaining. So... I sometimes buy games outside outside of the main subscriptions. So, what I'm going to say is this happens time and time again, and every time it happens, there's a big uh, furore about it. And how many times do Stadia need to learn this lesson? Do you not put the games on Pro if they've just been released? Uh, I talked about this and my feelings on it. If a game releases in April, it should not be a May uh, Pro game. It sh- the earliest it should be is June, and that's even even that's a bit early for it because you don't see Xbox and PlayStation drop games like that onto Pro uh straight away and it's just really really frustrating uh that that happens and i do know there some people in out there have uh talked about this as the final straw yes it's out there on twitter that the stadia just can't be trusted to for the, for them to build up their gaming libraries and stuff and they're not going to buy another game on stadia because you're dropping these games on and they're going on to pro and mo- most people are pro members it's just really frustrating and it's it's just a bad look for stadia i think that's basically it even though they're they're sorting the things out they shouldn't have to sort the things out because they made the mistake in the first place yeah all valid points i was always of the carry on hopes carry on no, I was going to say, well, I, I, I was like saying a note to Legends of Keepers, the career of the Dungeon Manager. I'd I want to stay. I, I'm not really fond of roguelike or roguelike games, so it's a no for me. So we're just assuming this game could be a viable pro game in the end of July, August? It's, it's, in, that, it's in that ballpark, in my opinion. So, we'll, we'll all, so it's acceptable if this game goes free in two months? Two months, yes. I think you can't put a game on and have it on sale for a couple of weeks and put it pro. As soon as, you, soon as it's a month or two, I think it's fair game. But uh, a couple of weeks is is push, not even pushing it. It's 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 insulting people, in my opinion. I think if you can give somebody enough time to complete the game, then it's all then it's all fair fair game. Like if if the average person can complete the game. In you know a couple of months, we'll say two to three months, like Duncan was saying, that's that's a fair amount of time, even for like casual gamers to beat a game, and then and then it can go and then it can go pro. But anything less than that, that's just like like Duncan said, it's just insulting. Yeah, all very good points as always, guys. So it's speculation time. 
They announced we have to keep our eye on this week on Stadia. This Tuesday coming for another game. Now, there's rumours that it's going to be ARC because that was supposed to be coming to Pro, but it still hasn't arrived. There are rumours on these social feeds today that Rainbow Six Siege has been rated again for Stadia. Some might remember it was rated in September last year and still hasn't arrived. Uh, along with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, as Duncan made a very good point that it's May the 4th, so it could be. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past being Jedi Fallen Order. Um, what what's what's your thoughts, guys? What about yourself, Ben? Shall we start with you? What game do you think's coming next week? I think it's most likely Ark, and they're just acting like it's something that they haven't announced already. All right, okay. So you, uh, Ben's going for for Ark, Duncan. What about yourself? What do you think it's going to be? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do I think it's going to be? I'm going to throw another game out there. It's actually Charles. I think everybody knows Charles in the community. He actually put this game out here, and I think that's a brilliant shout. And uh, Hello Engineer, I think that could be a good possibility because that's another game which yeah. was uh, announced. If I'm a betting man, you go, Duncan, you have to predict what game it's going to be. It's going to be Ark. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know why they haven't announced it now because they're setting themselves up here. If it's not a top tier game, it is an arc would be border down because everybody's expecting it to be arc. If it's if it's not arc and it's a and not just in uh, indies, it is going to be a disappointment. Uh, I, I I just don't understand the reason and why they've delayed it a week. If it's a Mass Effect, just imagine it's Mass Effect. Why haven't they announced it now? Because there'll be people jumping in and wanting to play games a bit sooner. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order, I think, uh, makes would be a fun one to do, and it would get a lot of people going, and uh, it could get a lot of people subscribing. But I think it's Ark. Uh, or uh, or a smaller indie game because I, I I don't trust them to actually drop a big game. <laughs> yeah, well, the, 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 my thoughts are like like most of you guys. If they are announcing that one's coming, but they're not telling us what it is, we we'll have to wait a week. I think they're setting themselves up for failure there. You know, they're inadvertently building. You know. Um, anticipation of something big because they aren't announcing it. But again, why aren't they announcing it? Why are they dropping things without giving anyone any prior time to think, oh, so I can pick that game up there as part of a subscription. Let me go and try this out just now before the game drops and I'll see if it's any good. You know? Um, Jerry, what about yourself? What do you think is going to drop next week? Well, I've learned to temper the hype when it comes to the stadia stuff just because i went through a whole year last year of getting excited and then it would be something really small so i'm just going to agree that i do think arc is coming i would i don't know why they would hold that back though i i like duncan's idea of may the 4th and jedi fallen order because it's like the only reason to hold back the freaking announcement because it's cool to do it on that day and it creates hype if they spin it right 
Um, but yeah, I think it could be arc or an indie. And like everybody's saying, I feel like we're already setting up and feeling disappointed before it even happens because even just speculating, everybody's like already disappointed <laughs> over what it's going to be. So, I mean, uh, but I could see it being arc, but for me, that is also disappointing. You're either already a hardcore arc fan and that's awesome, or you've never played it. And after you try it, you probably won't. It's just one of those niche games that's not for everyone. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the game, but I have tried numerous times on numerous platforms to get into it, and I cannot get into Ark. I just don't really like it. But, um, yeah, I, if if that's what it is, it's also not that exciting to me. All right. Holtz, get the speculation cap on. Well, see, to me, it's definitely going to be, once again, I agree with the panel, it's definitely going to be Ark. But if I could actually think of something that for next week, I would say, well, maybe if they could, if they worked with Capcom, the Sly, and they're actually going to bring Resident Evil Free Remaster, that would be a game that would really get me hyped up. But if people are speculating and the speculating Mass Effect Legacy, Legendary Edition, of course that'd be one game that I want, but it ain't going to happen. But if I have to actually create something for hype, I would want Shimigami Tenchi Nocturne HD Remastered. That ain't going to happen. But if I have to drop something in the list, that's what I want. One, but of one course, can wish. But, but of course, this is all hype. It's all speculation. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, we should we, we should say that. Yeah, this is speculation, guys. We don't know anything for sure. And I'm ruling out uh, Rainbow Six Siege, so that's going to make it uh, uh, come. The uh, uh, reason I'm uh, ruling out Rainbow Six Siege because it's a Ubisoft game. But, but also, didn't Hello Engineer only just finish its closed beta? Like a, lot, a few weeks ago, so wouldn't that be a bit too soon to bring a full-fledged game out? Yeah, well, they they announced it that it was coming quite a while ago, didn't they? Uh, to Stadia and the you know Hello Neighbor uh, Hide and Seek is already a pro game. I've got that in the library somewhere. Um, it could be. W- would that be Would that be a bad pro game? Hello okay. Neighbor Engineer. Okay, well, here's one for you then. It'll be a great game, but here's one for you. It, Mortal Kombat's coming out in Europe next week. I think, I think the 15th of May. So wouldn't it be great if they offered you Mortal Kombat Aftermath as a promotion, ready for the movie? If it was any other platform and we're speaking about promotions, I would say yes, but we know that Stadia doesn't do too well with marketing and promotion, unfortunately. So I'm going to have to think not on that front i'm going to say rainbow six Siege just to be just to be different we've been waiting on that for a while um i'll say rainbow six siege next week and we'll get arc next month as a pro game i hope see that would make sense uh, rainbow six siege going uh pro but i, I just don't see you be soft doing that because they'll be wanting to push people to Ubisoft Plus when it comes uh, around the world. And uh, isn't what? there rumours of a cross-play for Rainbow Six Siege coming at some stage? And I think that would be the natural time for it to go on to Stadia. Uh, because if it, Rainbow Six Siege goes onto it, it will be it will be it will have the FIFA and Madden effect where it will be big in the stadium community for about a couple of weeks and then Resident Evil will come and everybody will jump onto that and the cycle sort of continues. But if it's Google's marketing, it's and they bring games to pro two weeks after the release, it's definitely gonna be judgment. It makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> judgment came out last week, two more weeks, sure, it's no. definitely there. 
Surely not, guys. Surely not. It can't be. <laughs> it could be. It might be. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think, honestly, what Duncan was saying, I, I think it could be uh, Rainbow Six Siege because um, that game is on Game Pass. Um, so while they're pushing Ubisoft Plus, Ubisoft has a good partnership when it comes to like sales and deals on on Stadia. So I guess that, that there is a chance for that. I don't think it's a high chance, but I think it's there. Yeah, so, no, that's, uh... As we were just going to say, if an Ubisoft game was coming to Stadia as a Stadia Pro game, my number one pick would be Assassin's Creed Odyssey because that was the test game and everything under there, and I think that would, would have made sense for it to come out. But I, I, That would be a big statement if, if Rainbow Six is coming to Stadia and coming as a Stadia Pro game, and I think that would be brilliant news for the platform. It would have to have. It would have to be cross-play enabled, though. Otherwise, there's no point. Well, on just on that front about cross-play, um, now we know Rainbow Six Siege is a fast-paced shooter. Would you be happy playing against PC players or console players? Would you be at a disadvantage? Yeah, no, it, yeah, it will. It won't be great. Uh, some matches will be all right, but I can I can guarantee you, if you're up against a guy going over 200 frames a second on his local PC and you're teamed up against him and you're on Stadia, you aren't going to have even the closest chance. Yeah. So it'll be I'll interesting. Just, I'll just change my filter. Low DPI mouse, low response on telly, low response GPU, and I, I don't know if I can finally play against them. I have faith in you, Holtz. I have faith in you. You can do it. Yeah. I mean, it, they could just enable it cross-play with consoles. Um, that would give people a better chance, but... We'll even on the even on the consoles, the next gens now we're pushing, you know, one twenty. Yeah. yeah, and remember, it's not just so, mouse and keyboard or controller. It's latency, you know, yeah. time travel between yeah. cloud, uh, FPS. Like you could go watch YouTube videos now of thirty, sixty, one twenty, two forty, and you'll actually see the guy in the middle of the doorway before the thirty FPS guy even sees him coming. So there is there's just so many different factors there. They're going to need crossplay, but with PC is going to make it rough. A lot of people will jump in and get frustrated. Okay. Uh, Charles made a point in the chat. This is when uh, Stadia announced the GDC. The first game I thought of when I seen Stream uh, Connect was Rainbow Six Siege, and you put Stream Connect with that, you could that could totally and utterly transform that game. And I know it's been the talk about uh, in the Stadia community this this week. It could. <laughs> transform esports for games if you get the stream connect right uh, putting that into rainbow six siege and getting some competitive players playing it to show it off not just one off like in a, a wee series c- could actually push stadia out there again that's marketing and pr but i, I think rainbow six siege is a perfect perfect game for stream connect to, to show it off and i have talked about that for a year and a half now <laughs> Yeah, and on the point of uh, Stream Connect and talking features on Stadia, is anyone excited for the state share from Serious Sam 4? Uh, is anyone a fan of that game? Has no, it, that's, has a, that's a resounding no then. Has it been fixed yet? Because I know it came out in a bad sort of state. Yeah, it was a few patches behind the other editions, um, which seems to be a recurring theme right now. 
uh, for certain games on the cloud. Uh, I am unsure if it has been fully patched. Um, but as for the, 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 I've never played the game myself. It's not something that appeals to me, unfortunately. But it's another feature, and they're using the features and implementing it into the games. But are they implementing these features into the correct games? Should we should we be pushing them for these features and the you know the bigger, more well known titles like a Resident Evil Village, for instance? Yeah, you put a feature into a game that's not played very much, then the feature doesn't mean a lot. You, you, you got to showcase it where it's going to be seen the most. And um, I, I want to see state share just kind of like more across the board with a lot of the, the you know, that the would work in a lot, of, a lot of games. But Serious Sam Ford, I didn't see very much excitement about this game when it came out. We're still on Stadia. So it's great. It got it. But it seems like one of those things they've probably been working on for a while and they went ahead and threw it on there. But yeah, we, we need that feature on better games to showcase it. We we again. I hate going back and say we were talking about this. We were talking about this last night, and we were given perfect examples for state share. Uh, and I will go for the 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 minority sport, which is American football. We'll go. We'll just cast your mind back to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl halftime. Stadia drops in a state share of what's happening in the Super Bowl. You go and change the result. There you go. There is a something they could do during the Super Bowl, during that free FIFA uh, Champions League uh, final, whatever. There's so many different things, and sports a brilliant thing where they could actually get into state share. Something I came up with just talking last night, they could have someone make up a Twitter account, the Stadia State Share account, or they make it a bit like Game Pass, make it a bit playful, and they just start chucking out State Shares, do this, do X, do Y, and just get people involved and actually jumping in and joining games, get people to share their states, show their scores off, and maybe win a prize, even if it's only like a £10 Google Play gift card. They could actually get out there and get people really, really infused about the whole Stadia ecosystem here because there is just so much actual positivity which you can actually do with Stadia, and it's just not being shown off. Like that, what's that game which I have completely forgot about? Pixel Junk Raiders that yeah. had completely and utterly died a death uh, within a couple of days. But if they had that Twitter account there, stepping it off from Stadium, started just dropping these links, and people go, I might get this a wee try. This looks really interesting. What, 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 what's the games which have states? Sure, you've got Monster Boy, Monster Boy could get you can go do whatever, Monster Boy. It's just, the, it's just the, so frustrating. The state sharing Monster Boy is more like a save share, though. It's just you carry on someone's game. There's nothing. It's, it, it, it would be like taking your memory card for your PS1 over to your friend's house, you know, 10, 15 years ago. I don't think it's a full implementation of state share on Monster Boy, from what I'm led to believe. Okay, then get uh, get some state share in the FIFA, get some state share in the Madden, even if it's a, just the saving uh, of the state, like what you've just said, get it in the football manager. And there's just so many games out there which they can add it to. And I can't believe for the life of me they haven't put it into, oh my goodness, the game has went out from my head. I can see the logo of the game. Uh, enter the Gungeon. Why haven't they got it in Enter the Gungeon? Why haven't they got it in Risk of Rain? Why don't they have it in the roguelike games and they can just start dropping these links out? And again, 
Stadiosaurus have got their state surf thing, but it shouldn't be Stadiosaurus doing this. It should be Stadia doing this. And because it isn't up to Stadiosaurus or us to promote Stadia, it's up to Stadia to promote Stadia. And they really need someone out there uh, just doing something to get encouraging the use of this because all it takes is one game for Stadia to take off and be absolutely massive if they get this state share in, into the right game. And it's just frustrating that I think so, some other company is going to do that and it is going to blow up and everybody is going to go. But Stadia had this first, but they just didn't actually use the tech right. Well, I would love to see I would love to see state share in Resident Evil. You place certain ammo and weapons around um, certain rooms, place so many zombies in, it's like a escape room, you have to get out, and it's like a time trial. That's what I would like to see. Yeah, so one thing I was surprised about with the Stadia state share, you know, I fully expected that. Um, there was a time not so long ago where every time I opened up YouTube and went to watch a video, Stadia was an advertisement. And Stadia was advertisement throughout longer videos. I fully expected, um, you know, them to drop state shares and things like that into these sort of positions, you know, catch people off guard. You know, someone's just jumping on YouTube to watch, you know, whatever it is they're going to watch. And this pops up, Stadia pops up and it says, you can play Hitman 3 right now, try and beat this mission with, you know, this setup and this equipment. And then it would take you in and maybe you could play that game for, you know, 10, 10 or 15 minutes. And then if you liked it, it might draw you into the platform. You might go, oh, I'm going to try this because that ran really well. You know, like, so kind of like a demo as such. Um, I know I know you don't want to give things away for, for free. I don't know how difficult something like that would be to implement, but I just feel like they're lack, they've always lacked in the marketing department, in my opinion. Well, it would um, great, it'd be great to sit there and say what you just said then. Stay share this game for three to five minutes, and then you got no ads for the next few um, videos on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, that would that would be that would be fantastic. Um, and while we are on the point of features, now we finally got a search bar, uh, and we won't make any jokes about it. And uh, we can now sort our game states and uh, captures. Uh, sorry, we can multiple delete multiple captures at once, finally, because who didn't like going through them one by one? That was such fun. And uh, they've updated the UI, and it's going to help you sort your games in your library a little bit better. And they're teasing an activity feed uh, for Stadia. How do we feel about this? Ben, you've been quiet for a little while. What's your thoughts on this? Sorry, I was distracted by the chat. Say that again. The, uh, the new features, the activity feed, the search bar, uh, the UI update and overhaul for Stadia? I'm still waiting to see that on mine. I'm excited for it. I want it. Let me check to see if it's there yet. I haven't checked it today. Um... Even if you even if you haven't got it yet, what's your thoughts about them bringing it? I think it's great. Yeah. It's 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 long overdue. Um, they've needed all this stuff: the activity feed, the search bar. Hey, I have the search bar! Yay! Um, so all all these things are they've we've been asking for them for for over a year now, um, and, and it, it's about time. I, I I slowed down dramatically playing Stadia 
over the last three months, not just because I got an Xbox, but because I got tired of trying to find the games I wanted to play. I own so many games, and it takes so long to find the one, the, the specific game that I want to play in my library. Now I can go back to it and pick and choose and just jump back and forth just because I'm, I'm one of those people with really bad game ADD. I can't play a game for more than an hour or two without switching to a different game. So Stadia is just not very friendly towards that. Now looks like they're trying to be again. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great points. How about yourself, Jenny? How do you feel about the, these updates that are rolling out? Yeah, it's it's great. UI updates have been needed. Everybody's been wanting the search bar. Like, it's Google. Um, we've, we've been wondering where that thing's at, and it, it showed up. And uh, it's great. And the activity feed uh, was a great tease there. That's something I use on Xbox quite a lot. I see some Xbox-esque features starting to bleed their way over in the Stadia, and that is absolutely a, a positive, not a negative. And I would like to see some more organization coming, like Ben's talking about finding your games. I'm not a huge search bar person, so I don't really – I'm even more lazy than that. I don't even want to go type that. I want my little pins and my little home like my Xbox has where I can quickly just go click those popular games I want to play. So I would love to see Stadia bring more of these features like uh, those kind of things. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's great stuff they're bringing. Excellent. Hopes, how do you feel, sir? Yeah, I'm glad it's here for all these people that want search bars, but I'm not one of them. I'm like Jerry. I'm, I'm lazy. I just use voice assistant. That's how I find my games, and I actually load them up by using the assistant to play on the CCU. By the time and by the time if I actually open the store, I just go to new games, pre-order games, or all games, and just flick through alphabetical. That's a lot faster to me than actually using my phones to type in a name, because I'm usually fighting with the spell check and all that. I'm like, oh god, no searches. Just spelling a simple game, so me, I won't be using the search bar, and I don't, I don't think it's actually coming to mobile yet, but I'm not sure. But I'm a mobile user buying my games. No, that, no, they're not, they're not bringing it to mobile. No, Duncan, how do you feel, sir? Okay, uh, the search bar could have been announced a lot better, in my opinion. Uh, I think they should have took the Mickey out of themselves and they would have uh, stopped a lot of their interesting comments. And uh, everybody's favorite studio YouTuber has uh, made a video on the search bar. So he has. He who shall not be named. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> uh, again, it's good that it's came. I just think the, the announcement, I think they should have done a load of self-deprecating humor about it. And I think it would have came over a lot better and maybe would have stopped some of the millions of articles which went out about it. Uh, with the other stuff, it is good to see. And uh, how often will I use that? Probably not much because I don't really use it on my Xbox and I didn't really use it on the PlayStation either. It's it's just a, it's a, just a handy wee thing, but the Stadia capture, the, the leading, absolutely class to have it. I'm going to put this out here. This is a public service announce, announcement. <laughs> Uh, this is I'm actually being serious here. The screen captures you have seen in these all these different things which Stadia have put out are placeholder. So with uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag and uh, the Ezio trilogy, uh, there is no plans to bring them to Stadia. Do not be reading too much into this. This this was mocked up, and uh, do not be. Hoping that it's coming and it's coming soon. It's 
unfortunately it was they they decided to put some pictures in here and just just to show it off and they put the name in and i've been told this by someone so do not be reading too much into it at this time so my my question on that front i found that very strange um so whoever they have got to make up these these mock-ups and these these designs and these layouts um why have they let them put games on there that's not on a service? And secondly, why have they let them publish them? Why do they do these things? I don't understand. I do not know. And uh, it's what I think. It, again, I, I, I hate saying this. I don't think there's gamers uh, in the right positions within Stadia. I think we've got too many tech people and not enough gamers. Uh, because we 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 were saying, or sorry, I was saying the studio's got the best tech out there, uh, but I just think there's a lack of real gamers actually in the core sort of positions there to make these decisions and get things uh, signed off, because it's not like Microsoft when you're watching Phil Spencer, you're, you're looking in the background to see what he's got on his shelf here and doing wee Easter eggs. I don't... Stadia's not at that sort of level where they're, or they're putting things in as a wee tease. I just, I just don't think, I just don't think they're thinking. Yeah, all, all very, all very valid points. And I think the, the, the final big news for Stadia this week, it seems that Outriders has finally been patched to one point zero four or one o four. Has anyone managed to try it out yet? Is it running any better for you than it did before? That's another resounding no. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm still in my position. I am not buying any games in Stadia for the foreseeable future. So, and uh, Outriders is, I can say this now with a complete clear conscience because I have been playing X quite a lot. It is on there. So, competition is good. Yeah, and that brings us lovely into the next part of the news, which is X Cloud or Xbox Cloud Gaming, if you. A few rather. Um, second Extinction, Destroy All Humans, uh, Fable 3, and Fable Extinction, uh, Fable Anniversary, sorry, all landed on uh, xCloud this week. How have you guys, uh, sorry, have you guys had a chance to check these out and uh, how have they been running on xCloud for you? Jerry, we'll start with you because I know you've been playing about a dinosaur shooting. How have you felt about these games this week? Yeah, absolutely great. I, I said last week that Second Extinction and um, Destroy All Humans, I was really excited to see them come to Game Pass and to also become an xCloud. Actually, I think they hit all three, right? PC, console, and uh, cloud for both of those games. So uh, really good for, for Game Pass. And uh, yeah, I've played um, Destroy All Humans and Second Extinction. Destroy All Humans is, this will be my fourth playthrough. If it's a game you haven't played, this is the remake, and it's it's absolutely fantastic. Especially if you like the Mars Attacks movie from way back in the day, then you will absolutely not be able to stop playing this game. If you didn't like that movie, pass on the game. Uh, Second Extinction is great. I will say, for those of you new to the game that might be having trouble, the campaign is meant to be played after you level up doing Free Roam. So unless you're with a hell of a group, you need to be going into the free roam, go launch into the easier areas, shoot down the drone, 
that gives you where everything is that you need to do. And it's super easy to run around either solo or with someone and just start doing that and get an XP. By the time you hit level two, three, four, five, um, you'll start upgrading your weapons and being able to do more. But campaign is for after you go out and level that tune up a little bit. So don't get frustrated. Go do some free roam and mess around in there. But yeah, running great on xCloud. Um, I have played a ton of xCloud, Xbox game cloud, whatever they want to call it. It's uh, it's been great. Second Extinction's running really good on there. I've been surprised on all platforms, and highly recommend checking it out. Excellent, Holtz. How do you feel about the Xbox Cloud Gaming beta games this week? No, I'm not actually jumping into Second Extinction. It's a game that I want to play, but because it's got labeled preview, I know that's definitely early access, and I don't play games that say early access because I want to play the final product. I don't like the asterisk that says. We are not promising the final game. We are not promising your save will carry over. And we're not promising we'll fix the bugs. So I just focus on myself. Nah, I'm staying away from them. So, And, of course, I love Destroy All Humans. And when Jerry just said literally Mars Attack, I love that movie. I love everything by Tim Burton. And if I never played them game that, that game already, I, just by saying that, I was actually going out and actually play them. But I've already played that game before on Shadow a few months ago. So I didn't actually want to test it. You not fancy jumping back into the, the two Fable games that's on there at all? No, not your cup oh, of tea. No, I really do love Fable. I do really love the Fable, so seeing them there is a big high five to them. But I just, actually, this week, I just had had time. And I think it came out of a few days ago, didn't it? Two day, two-ish days? Yeah, uh, yeah yesterday. That's, yes, that's yeah, so I, I just, I've just been distracted too much, but I will actually jump into Fable and see if I can relive my nostalgia of the, of the series. Excellent. Now, a game I did miss out that was announced as well, Dragon Quest Builder 2, as uh, coming yeah. to xCloud. There was a thought it wasn't going to come, but then it, it popped up uh, See, a little while after the announcement. I love everything Dragon Quest, but I love the RPG elements and the music and the characters. I am not really a builder person. This using blocks to create levels and worlds, I am just absolutely terrible at it. So mixing the two does sound good for a lot of people, but me, I just wanted the RPG and not the construction. So, No, completely fair. What about yourself, Ben? I know you've been uh, enjoying Destroy All Humans like myself. How do you feel about the games this week? What was Ben a little bit distracted? Sorry, my daughter's yelling at me. It's all good. Man. <laughs> totally missed the question. It's been, a, it's been a long day. No, that's fair enough. Um, we were just talking about the X-Cloud games. <laughs> Um, xCloud games, yeah, Second Extinction um, it was a lot of fun, hold on I'll be right back Yeah, no no worries, okay, Duncan, how about you? How are you feeling about this? Okay, I got into uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, whatever it's called now, and uh, I'm really, really impressed with it uh, The beauty and the thing about uh, Cloud Gaming is you can play it on all your devices the issue with cloud gaming is that everybody's experience varies. For me, uh, this week, I have played on GFN, I have played on Stadia, I have played on xCloud. From a pure, I'm not talking about the graphics, I'm just talking about the cloud experience and actually being able to play it. xCloud ran the best, followed by GFN and Stadia in last place and i've actually put some videos up yes there were different games it was only a, a quick sort of test but actually playing on x cloud the it actually played the best as a cloud sort of service and it's really 
has really, really surprised me. As soon as they get the SSDs in and then uh, the 4K with the Series X blades, I think they are going to be cooking and they're going to be cooking really. <laughs> they're going to be <laughs> cooking with gas there and it is going to be absolutely flying. Uh, with the games which have came out this week, uh, I actually played some uh, Destroy All Humans on it and it was working absolutely grand on it. I was actually playing of Doom on the fire shows, which was quite funny. And uh, <laughs> it's I, I am super impressed and I just want to see where it is going. It's far from perfect because some of the games have actually been playing on it. Uh, I've played some Sea of Thieves on it. I don't like the controller setup on it. It was feeling a bit floaty and such like, but some of the games are working absolutely flawless for me. Bar how slow it is to load up. But do you think some of these games like um, like last week Grand Theft Auto Five and next week FIFA Twenty One? Do you think it'll hurt the service if it actually didn't perform well for these new users jumping into Xbox Cloud game? Is this where the beta tag comes in? Is this what saves saves the bacon for the poor performance right now? No, you know they've got another right as well. If if. If Xbox, if your game doesn't work on xCloud, it's your internet's your problem because uh, you can go back and play it on your Xbox. Never mind the beta tag. They've got that. If you're, if you're playing Stadia or GFN or in Shadow, if that doesn't work, it's the services rubbish. That Again, with them going for the two-fronted approach, uh, I think that gets them another out in the eyes of the greater public. If that makes sense to you. But, you, but, but with doing that, do you think that Microsoft is not promoting cloud fully 100% and they're actually saying, well, we'll do a hybrid approach for a few more years? Do you think that's still hurting the messaging of cloud? No. I think they, they're, they've marketed it absolutely brilliantly. This is this is just, just like GFN is doing for the PC sort of market uh, in that it's a... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? It's a supplement to your PC gaming, and Xbox is a supplement to your Xbox and gaming as well. It's they're they're just playing the long game with it. So I, I think they've just been playing the marketing so so well. Yeah, I mean that's it's hard to argue with you guys' points. Everyone's um, use case is obviously going to be different for what they experience but what about gamers that only have the ability to game in the cloud as x cloud a you know an option for them right now would you would you advise it because like you said duncan your experiences you say x cloud has been running best um you know across most games for me it's been running the worst this week um i don't know why i don't know why Internet connections, etc., always vary. Um, as it, we know, it's a supplementary service right now in the Xbox ecosystem. But could you recommend it to someone that can only game on cloud right now because they can't afford the console, they can't afford the the high end hardware? I, I wouldn't particularly recommend any cloud service in beta as a main way to game if you're serious about having a great gaming experience uh like duncan said this this is an add-on to xbox like gfn is an add-on to pc but the difference with gfn is it is out of beta now for a year and there are more games there and i would recommend that 
before something like xCloud. But um, your full-fledged services right now, because uh, even Luna is beta and limited, even though we're giving it a lot of praise, I couldn't recommend that as your only cloud either. I think you're looking at um, Stadia and, and GeForce Now. If you're if you're looking at trying to to just be a cloud gamer, but I kind of cringe a little because I'm a PC gamer and a console gamer first, then cloud. So to me, I always feel like I would be stuck in a little cardboard box if I only cloud gamed because I would miss out on so much because there is no cloud service that has all the games I play. Uh, it doesn't exist yet. So I, I would miss out a ton on the experience and on the games. But if you're just trying to be a cloud gamer and only a cloud gamer, I'd recommend looking at Stadia and GeForce now first um, and then and then look around from there. And the key word to what Jerry just said, it, it doesn't exist yet. It's coming. It's going to happen. Um, it's just not there yet. Um, I, I agree. You know, Stadia and GeForce Now are going to be the main ones. They're the only ones that are official cloud gaming that aren't in beta. There, there isn't really any other any other service that doesn't have the beta lo- lo- label on it because it's still pretty new tech. Um, and And until, you know, Luna comes out of beta and um, Xbox gets the Series X blades on there. I wouldn't recommend those to be your sole gaming platforms. Yeah, and on the topic of the Series X blades, um, Phil Spencer did confirm that they are testing them. When do you guys think we will see it? Will we see it this year or are we looking towards possibly next year before these upgrades go out fully? They've promised fall multiple times before the end of the year. I, I personally think it'll be July or August, um, but their their promise date is by the end of the year. Yeah, and to be fair, um, Xbox have kept up with most of their promises this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've done exactly what they said they were going to do. Um, so in the eyes of the consumer, that's another bonus. So uh, another thing here too, and Ben announces his name so much better than me or pronounces it better. Isasi? Isasi? I know I know him as another name. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, this is a good question he had because a lot of people do ask this about uh, is xCloud running a PC version of the game because they have Game Pass on PC or are they running console versions? And they are running console versions. Their blades are typic- technically a console. They're taking the console parts and turning them into server blades. Um, and that's also why we've got to wait for the Series X blades to get above the quality and a lot of the 30 FPS and stuff that we're at now because we're running like 1S blades one x that one x that type of thing um so but the beauty of it though is when we do get to those upgrades the fact that they are running console version there's like no work to do the the game goes from the series x series s xbox one cloud it goes to all those places without extra work um so there's a lot of positives to it but yeah definitely running the console versions and it will be definitely for the foreseeable future probably forever and to confuse the matter even more, um, our Uncle Phil, as some people call him, has announced that PC games are going to xCloud as well. <laughs> and I'm not joking with that. So uh, so you may be able to play like Age of Empires and stuff in the cloud. So that uh, that's, longer, that's longer finger sort of stuff. So there will be PC uh, versions eventually, but and, I think that's good. And does that mean we're getting... PC versions of games in the cloud, or are they actually going to make those PC games console games and put them in the cloud? That's a good question. Yeah, because I saw that too, and I'm like, which one are we getting? <laughs> I 
wouldn't surprise me if they put the PC games on the console and maybe try and uh, use them as an experiment because if, if people don't know the Series X and the Xbox, you can use a keyboard and mouse with it. Right. So that could be what they could be doing. And Flight Simulator is coming from PC. So there's another example. It's coming to console and a lot of people want to go to cloud when Series X blades come out. So. That's exactly what I want the blades. I want the blades actually when Flight Simulator comes out, Halo Infinite, and maybe a new um, Forza. That's exactly what I want. I'll wait for them games, but as long as they showcase on cloud day and date. And then by that time, I want the subscription price just to offer me a cloud tier. Speaking of... Speaking, sorry to interrupt the flow here, but speaking of uh, Halo Infinite, that reminds me, the the aspect ratios that that they announced this week for that game like the monitors you can play that on are, are, are insane. What, what was it, Jerry? Was it the 32 by what? 32, nine, I think, or 30, yeah, yeah, 32, yeah, nine. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So if anyone doesn't have any more thoughts on the Xbox cloud gaming news, shall we turn it over to the shadow news this week, which we finally got some of. Sure. Okay. Now, my business acumen is not the best. So I'll do my best to describe what has happened. So basically, Scaleway and uh, Octave Clabber had two bids and they were going through the French commercial courts and they finally decided and ruled that uh, HubiC, fronted by Octave Clabber, were to be the next buyers of Blade which is who operates the Shadow PC service. So there's reports that some employees have already left, and this deal means that the current CTO, Jean-Baptiste Kempf, will be laid off with this deal. And it leaves a lot of questions still to be answered. And I think, shall we start with Holtz? How do you feel about this this week? What direction do you think they're going to go in? Well, I always thought that they were actually going to go bankrupt myself. I mean, I did want to support the platform because there's great tech behind it. I use my shadow all the time on my iPad. But I really thought they were going to fall flat because they wouldn't come to a compromise. So seeing this makes me happy to see that it is going to go forward. But then I am still worried that the price tag they offer for this new service going forward will be out my price range. So hopefully they need to get some news out to me as a subscriber to see how they're going to benefit the customers going forward. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very, very valid point. Chief did surmise that there will be a price increase, but until they tell us, you know, we don't know. Uh, Jerry, you have a much better understanding of this than I, I believe. What's your thoughts? One of the, you see that number, 100,000 subscribers on board. That was what really kind of hit me when I read that because we got kind of an official number. Yeah. And that was so low to me, looking at the popularity and looking at what has happened with Shadow over the past year. I couldn't believe it. And I think it was like almost two weeks ago when they were talking about these deals in court, at the current pricing structure, they had said they needed 800,000 subscribers to be profitable enough. We are so far off from that. So um, hence Chief's deduction and mine and probably everybody else's, you, you can't gain that many subscribers that fast. There has to be a price increase. So... It's concerning because I a price increase has to be what? If you're paying fifteen for its shadow boost right now, you've got to be looking at twenty four ninety nine to twenty nine ninety nine. 
And that hardware for that much money is going to turn a lot of people off. They would have to do, they would have to like increase the storage to something crazy, like two terabytes or something from the 256 it is now, um, or something like that. They're, they're not going to, thank you, zero games for me. <laughs> they're not going to, um, they're not going to have hardware upgrades instantly, right? I mean, we got to be realistic. It took Shadow a long time to design what they have now. That's why it works so well um, and why it's been considered the best cloud PC you can get your hands on even as it ages. So it's going to take time. But uh, can they catch up on the activations? When can they announce hardware upgrades? They're saying they're going to be able to catch up. But, yeah, that price increase, them not wanting to scare off subscribers, I'm seeing 25 to 30 bucks a month. And I think, like like Holtz, a lot of people are going to bounce with that hardware. If it was higher in hardware, yeah. But I, I'm really concerned still. We Shadow is saved, but not. We are now in a real gray area that we just – we see the vision and we see what they're saying. But I have no idea still what's going to happen with Shadow. Yeah, so I think a lot of people's worries in the beginning when the reports came out that Octave Claver was interested was he runs OVH Cloud and they're like a competitor to, you know, Microsoft 365, etc. So there was, um, you know, queries of whether Shadow would just, you know, be you know, dissolved into that, that sort of factor. But can can Octave Claver and this group use the current hardware to get Shadow to more users possibly? Would that be an option? I, in the term. I, I think I think that what they're going to do or what they need to do instead of raising the price is they need to target a, a broader customer range. Um, that right now, like they're so fully focused on gamers, and it's great because that's what it's meant to be is a gaming PC in the cloud. But they need to go to um, schools and businesses and they need to start doing uh, mass licenses like that to be able to build their infrastructure and be able to have more subscribers so they can fully develop the gamer side of it um without that they're not going to be able to have the profitability that they need without raising the price dramatically yeah that all fair points duncan what's your thoughts on the shadow news I think I read somewhere, and I would love to be uh, corrected, that I read that they're going to be moving off SSDs and onto mechanical drives to save money. And there's going to be lots of money-saving stuff going on there. Uh, I think that was part of the bid information, but I may be talking from my backside. But I think I read something about that. if Shadow's price goes up and the hardware stays the same or decreases and you lose your SSD, I will be bouncing. Even though I really enjoy using Shadow, we use it for our streams and things like that. But the price point, they may just, as everybody's saying, they're, they may just price themselves out. And I've, and that might be actually the wrong term. Actually, goal is maybe price it out so they can actually merge it into the. But we're trying to keep the business to consumer stuff goal, but we're going to go back B to B. So it's, I think we're going to see what's going to pan out in the next couple of months. And I want to be optimistic, but I am a bit fear, fearful after reading a bit more of of the stuff. And honestly, if you're going to do like uh small business is the perfect target for this. 
um, because a lot of the times they don't have the um, liquidity to be able to purchase heavy computers, especially like graphics design type companies, small startups. Like this is stuff where they can just jump in, they can pay a monthly subscription instead of having to, you know, find, you know, a, a VC to be able to dump a ton of money into buying all the hardware they need to be able to do stuff like that. Um, so Shadow to me is a good, like that's where they need to start targeting is all these small like tech startups that need the power but don't have the disposable income to just buy all the computers that they need. Yeah, no, all, all very valid points, guys. Um, and we mentioned the small business. Um, do we see, you know, a mass, you know, a mass reprisal of the, the, the business plan? And are they banking on the loyal uh, customer base right now, just fronting up the extra money? I can't see that because the loyal fans don't start boasting on Twitter. They're usually gamers. So I'm, we, I've been saying that I want better GPUs. So when the com- competitions like the Ampere cards, the GeForce Now, or the, the Series X blades come to you know the X Cloud, they're going to destroy it anyway. So they know that going future, and if they can't compete, they might as well do what Ben says and just go for small businesses. So they're going to lose us anyway in the long run if you don't invest in big, huge tech. Yeah, well, on the subject of big huge tech, do you think they priced themselves out with the expensive blades that they started with? Do you think they, you know? They spent too much money in the beginning and, uh, you know, sort of shot their sales in the foot and that's why they are where they are now. I mean, I was happy to pay for the Ultra and Infinite tier, but the, I just couldn't get my hands on one. So I would have paid for that level of graphics card. I think it was like the 2080. I would happily pay for that, but not not a base now. It's getting too outdated too quick. So that's why I'm going to step back away from it. Yeah, very, very fair points. Does anyone have anything else to add to the, the shadow news this week? Any other thoughts, guys? I think what Holtz was hitting on a little bit there, too, is the landscape of cloud gaming has changed dramatically. And when Shadow first started out with this, like even a year, year and a half ago, you could hardly cloud game anywhere. And now every company's pushing it. And like he's saying, these these uh, xCloud and Stadia and GeForce Now and all of them are going to be outperforming Shadow and keeping up faster. So if they can't cater to the gamer and keep the hardware updated, they've got to switch more to a business model. And then you wouldn't really care how many customers you shed because you're bringing on new corporation type and small business customers who are going to be willing to pay more. So that is another concern I have that you see Shadow make that business shift that still a lot of users are going to shy away or gamers are going to shy away. But I can't see how they're going to captivate these audiences, like these small businesses, because a small business would have to have a good um, internet infrastructure before they actually have so many devices from Shadow. So they might just actually just get cheaper hardware and just do um, hardware connections. Do you think the internet infrastructure has been a, you know, a thorn in the side of Shadow? Shadow's, uh, you know, short lifespan already not being able to reach, uh, you know, a higher market than what they, they can right now? Well, in Europe, they actually had, you know, lo- loads of internet providers actually had the bandwidth with no data caps, so I can't see any restrictions on that side. I just think it must have been the game, the consumers for processes actually going cloud, that actually hindrance, hindrance the growth. Yeah, yeah, no, very, very fair points, very fair points. As I say, I am not the best with the, the business side of Shadow. I haven't used that, etc. Um, So if anyone else has, you know, any more thoughts or 
or worthwhile or anything you'd like to say, just just pitch in, guys. But I was re- I was really shocked seeing it, like same Jerry when I seen a hundred thousands. I actually thought I thought there was actually more users than that. But I guess on Twitter that the, the minority speaks the loudest. I guess because I thought it, it was being successful. Yeah, it it always is the minority that speaks the loudest for sure. And yeah, I, I I thought it was higher as well. And for a lot of people that still ask that why were activations and our activations so far behind and what happened. I mean, that's that's a financial thing. That's what happens when you have to buy hardware for new customers, but your outgoing is more than your incoming. You never have enough money to buy the new hardware to activate the new customer. And as simple as possible, that's basically what they wound up running into last year. Yeah, because they had um, they had that partnership with two CRSI, as we see there, um, and that was initially what got them in the, the biggest financial trouble was that they were leasing the hardware from them and couldn't uh couldn't pay it back wasn't it so yeah that's a huge yeah that's a huge chunk of it and then just there like we're saying that small number for monthly subscribers uh there just wasn't enough money to purchase those blades to purchase more hardware to activate those new customers so they kept getting pushed out further and further and further while shadow tried to figure it out and uh here we are a year later just now getting it figured out so it's been pretty crazy yeah, so let's they, go along the panel and we'll, uh, you know, the running joke sometimes across the social media pages is uh, when is Stadia going to die, when is such and such going to die. But when you when you look at Shadow, they ain't in a good position. So when when do we think that the changes will start and what direction do you think Shadow is going to go in, in the future? What's your thoughts on that, Ben? Will they stay as a gaming uh, mainly gaming focused, or will they be, you know, sort of absorbed and and head for the the business side of the market? I think they'll still like focus on gaming, um, but I think that they're the j- just the impressions I'm getting from all this is that they're like doing the reprised business plan and roadmap and all that stuff. It, it sounds like they're like they're 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 trying to think of other ways to use the tech to get more money out of the stuff that they've already have before they can develop it more. Yeah, no, fair point. What about yourself, Duncan? Would you see them going? Uh, I think, I think we will not see any changes for the next couple of months. They will take along. And then when the announcements start to come, I think we're going to just see everybody start to jump ship and uh, go and uh it's the lovely six months to a year sort of uh, time scale again it's the i i, I think uh, this unless this statement comes out and gives us a big proper roadmap uh a positive roadmap i just don't see where things are going so when we see the roadmap, I think we're going to be in a better sort of place, but at least they're apparently giving us a roadmap, which is great to see. Yeah. How about yourself, Jerry? Where do you see where do you see this going and when sort of time time scale yeah. do you reckon? Like everybody else, I think we're a couple of months. So I was thinking about this earlier and I think kind of like end of June, beginning of July, something is when they'll start rolling out whatever the vision's gonna be. Uh, they won't say much until then because you don't want to shed subscribers before you make those kinds of decisions, and that's with everybody. Um, I do think 
that they will start to lean more enterprise and less gaming. They're going to go wherever the money is. And if they don't see a roadmap for themselves of being able to cater to gamers or get the hardware out or increase subscriber numbers or the price enough, they will lean that direction. Uh, that's pretty much what, uh, that's what I've been watching for both Stadia and Shadow is I think there's a huge, uh, another side of their cloud business that's going to come in. They may still keep the gaming side, but there's going to be this whole enterprise and commercial side that's going to come into these companies because they've got to get more profitable. Well, and, and I agree. And I think that they're not going to like shut down the gaming side of it. They're just going to stop developing it while they're working on building subscribers. And once they have the, the cash flow coming in, then they can go back to rebranding it or, or having like a second brand back at gaming. Um, but, but for now they really need to focus on staying afloat, coming back, um, getting money coming back in um, to recover some of the losses they've had. Um, I mean, Picture this, you have, you know, a, a small business that is tech oriented and they don't want to necessarily buy all their computers, all, all their employees computers um, with COVID and everything. It, it's it's a new era. It, even after all this is over, like people are still going to be working from home. Like businesses have realized how much more cost effective it is. And being able to say, hey, use your old computer. I don't care how old it is. It can be six, 10 years old. As long as it turns on, load up shadow. We can have you on a high-powered computer to do your tech, your tech-oriented work, um, and, and and it's fine. It'll work. Um, I, I think that's kind of the direction that they're going to go and what they're going to cater to. Yeah, but we're assuming like a low basic, aren't we? It's never going to be for illustrators or editors or someone that actually needs high processing power. They're not going to. I don't. They would have to invest heavily to get that tech on par for this year's software. I can't see them doing that, so they would have to roll it back and just cater to just basic users. Yeah, all good points as always, guys. I am personally disappointed because Ace and you know yourself, Duncan, you guys rave about Shadow, and uh, you know my hardware, personal hardware, is getting to a point where it's getting outdated, uh, and you know Shadow was an option. So if we're looking. You know, at other options, who's going to come up and uh, take the lead now? Because you have the likes of Maximum Settings, Firepower Cloud, uh, you know, Loudplay. What one of these types of service do you see taking over the virtual PC market? You know, maybe stepping up because of what's happening with Shadow. Does anyone uh, see this? Honestly, the 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 best candidates, and and I hate to say this because I I want it to be like a small company like Shadow. It. If somebody's going to be motivated to do it and have the resources, it's going to be Microsoft running on Azure, or it's going to be Amazon and AWS. I mean, they're 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 going to like cloud cloud computing. It that that's where it's going to be at. Like we people can't keep like with resources, you know, environmentally friendly stuff. Everybody's trying to go towards like they don't want you to necessarily buy new computers all the time. Um, they want you to have high powered stuff. Um, they need the processing power, but it, it, the the companies are trying to be more environmentally focused, and cloud computing is cloud computing is a great way to do that. Um, it kind of forces people to work that direction from a business perspective. Very valid points. What about yourself, Duncan? Do you see anyone stepping up and taking Shadow's place? I I just think it's just uh, it's just fun out there. Hundred thousand people and. Uh, 
to be frank, it's not a hell of a lot of people. And we thought Shadow was probably the biggest virtual PC out there for the consumers. Is that enough people for some of the big boys to get interested in? I don't think really it is. I think we're going to see a sm- another small guy take off and try and uh, do this. And I just don't. I, I just don't. I don't want to predict what's going to go on there because it is just so fragile by the looks of things. I just hope Shadow digs in deep and goes in for the long run here. But I just. Uh, it would have to be, for it to be sustainable, it would have to be Microsoft or Amazon or Google, if they can get their ones going as well. They need the ones with all the infrastructure there. I, I don't think it would be Google to do cloud computing. Cloud computing. Like the, the, the whole Linux-based infrastructure just makes it so much harder to mass-produce that on a large scale. Uh, it's going to be Amazon or Microsoft if it's going to be one of the big guys. You know, all, all fair points was always. I was trying to sort of direct it away from, you know, your Microsoft, your Amazons, and your Azure's because we get a lot of questions, and you know, any of you guys that have a Discord mate as well, people want to know, you know, what other services, you know, virtual PC wise, are out there because they can't get into Shadow, you know, at this time. But for the last few months, I couldn't get into Fire Cloud Gaming, and I couldn't get into Maximum Settings. Great service that I want to play especially the FireCloud, but I can't get access to it. So if Shadow only has 100,000 users, then what are these other small companies doing different? And if they had a bigger user base, they'll be bragging about it to try and get you on board now because this is the time now to push the investment and say, quick, quick, jump ship. I don't think they have a bigger user base at all, any of the yeah, other cloud companies. So, and I also think it's still pretty niche. So, there's so it makes me worry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think you'll see like the likes of Microsoft and them jump in anything like they are with cloud gaming right now because the the money and growth just isn't going to be there for this type of of PC. Shadow was the global option; um, they they were doing good for a while. I see this as something completely different. Is right to the point of your question of who steps up. Maximum settings. Everybody knows I love them a lot. I have a lot of uh, support actually coming this month with some giveaways and some events going on with them. So um, they're fantastic. But here's how I see cloud computers or cloud PCs different than cloud gaming is they're regional. I don't think it's so much a global thing until one of the big boys jumps in like Duncan and Ben and everyone's saying. I see it as regional. A lot like some of the old school TV providers where depending on what state we lived in here we would have a totally different provider for TV or for internet or whatever and um, I think you'll see that with cloud PCs as well where depending on how close you live to a service like Maximum Settings or Fire Cloud PC or whatever that would be the one for you. Like that's it's kind of going to work that way for a while. I don't see a global competitor stepping up anytime soon. Honestly, if we're talking about global competitors, the way Nvidia is doing GFN now with the with the global partnerships in different parts of the world, um, if they wanted to get into, you know, cloud computing, they could be very good at that. Yeah, and as you just you mentioned that, that's a little bit of news that I forgot to mention, guys. Uh, I just announced tonight, wait to try and pull it up. Um, GeForce now is moving into Singapore uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the company's name. I am just trying to pull up right now. I have forgotten it. Starhub. Yep. Yeah, so not a company I've heard about, but how do you guys feel about that, expanding into more territories? Hopes, how do you feel? More the Sorry. better. More the better, of course. Bring gaming to these other 
countries will just bring me more localized games that I've never played before. So the the downside I've seen because I was like trying to help somebody on Reddit the other day that was struggling with with GeForce Now um, that they're they're going to have to be more careful with who they're partnering with because um, uh, what is it Game Game Plus Gamer Plus in Turkey um, is yeah. like an extremely hated company in that area apparently. Um, and they're forcing every like everybody in like the eastern half of Europe onto their servers, um, and, and there's like a lot of backlash because that that particular partner is trying to raise the prices for those particular users, um, and, and I think that Nvidia's got to get a better grip on that um, if they're going to go the partnership route. I think it's a great way to do it to do the partnership route. It, it helps them expand faster. But it's they got to be careful with the reputation that some of those companies have that it, it's bringing in. Like it, it could hurt their own reputation by doing that. Yeah, a very, a very valid point, Duncan. How do you feel about the the move this evening? We sort of discussed it earlier, but what's your thoughts now? I will give you some different thoughts. <laughs> uh, as always, yes, I think it's it's good news. Um, what happens uh, if you get more users on to your platform? It just makes it even more appealing to get even more games on. So the more countries that come on board, it benefits uh, everybody. And uh, if this causes a spike up to what's it, 12, 15, 20 million users on GFN now, they can get their begging bowl out and go over to Activision and go, look at our numbers now. Are you sure you don't want to come over? It just makes these sort of things a lot easier for them. And when the Brazilian market sort of hits, I think we could see the, the numbers absolutely skyrocket depending on how good the service is. Yeah, Latin America is a place that are crying out for, you know, mm-hmm. the ability to play these AAA games. Uh, you know, that's common knowledge. Um, well, guys, we're coming to that time. Has anyone got any final thoughts before we wrap things up? Happy you know? birthday to you. <laughs> <laughs> we're good, we're good. Yeah, okay, let's go, let's go around the panel and... Uh, Holtz, tell us where people can find you. You can find me on Twitter, Holtz86. Uh, yeah, that's it at the moment. And when's this channel getting up and running? The we'll more people, the more people just keep on saying in chat at the start, the more I'll get off my backside and do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I, I, I'm, the, I'm the type of game who likes gaming at the moment. I, I would like to create content, but I, I see Jerry and our chief and stuff like that. And part of me is like, well, I think I'm gaming more than you. So. Happiness being the game at the moment. Hey, brilliant, mate, brilliant. Jerry, where can people find you, my good man? Definitely, if you love to game, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> um, it's, it had to become another passion. Or, yeah, it's it's very difficult. Um, yeah, at Game Tech Planet on Twitter, definitely jump on there. Jump over to the Discord. Like I said, May's gonna, um, we're going to give away at least four games this May. And um, also on uh, YouTube, Game Tech Planet. Search me over there for everything console, cloud, and PC, or at least everything I have time for, because I do try to game sometimes, Holtz. <laughs> do it. And uh, Ben, where can people find you, the Discord master, the Discord Jedi? Yeah, all, all the, all the, pretty much every cloud gaming related Discord server. Um, I'm in all those. Um, you can tag me, you know. My username or or my name. Um, I'm usually put both in my 
in my discord name um active on twitter too um and then like commenting on everybody's live feeds on youtube so all over the place excellent and finally duncan where can people find you you can find me at Cloudy with Games on YouTube, and I want to say congratulations, Hellmonkey, uh, for for hosting this tonight. Uh, I know so nervous, <laughs> so nervous. Yes, yeah, but you, I know we won't make we won't make any football jokes here, so we'll just we'll no, just skip on to that. Please don't. No, we won't do that. So I want to just say. Uh, done a great job there and Holtz if you want to play games you do not want to get into making content or being a content creator and all that sort of stuff because your time just goes like that and some sometimes you, you're playing games you don't really want to play and things like that so if you want to stay pure and just have fun play uh, just don't, don't make content but if you want to make content go make content because that's that's a lot of fun as well or, or just become a streamer I would advise that. Just, yeah. just do, just do a, just do a cloud, no, cloud gaming. No one wants to see me platform. in a hot tub with a, with a, with a controller. Hello, everyone. Or <laughs> some red hair. Oh goodness. Okay, listen, guys, it's been absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you very much, as always, for joining us on the podcast. A thank you to all the viewers. And we'll be back again next week. Make sure to check out everyone's content here. And, uh, yeah, interact on the social feeds and everything. Everyone's very welcoming and helpful. So, until the next time, folks, stay safe and keep on gaming. See you later.